Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. First thing you got to learn is you don't listen to losers because it's the fastest who gets paid. Fire it up when you're ready. Fire it up. Fire it up. And it's a race from here on, no matter what happens. He's got him this time. And here they come on turn four. Must go faster. Welcome to Running Hot Action Network's Motorsports Betting Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Giffen, predictive analyst here at Action Network, and joining me, my co-host, Stephen Young of Rotor Grinders, better known as Stevie TPFL. And this week, we're talking bets for the Pennzoil 400 at Las Vegas Motor Speedway here on Running Hot. Last weekend, Daniel Suarez took home his second career win in an absolutely amazing three-wide finish that saw him... Barely pip Ryan Blaney to the line by 0.003 seconds. Third closest finish in NASCAR Cup Series history. And Kyle Busch rounded out the top three. Just another 0.004 seconds behind Blaney for a 1-3 to three finish that separated them by just seven thousandths of a second. Absolutely amazing. I thought, Stevie, the whole race from start to finish at Atlanta was absolutely incredible and then capped off with an amazing three wide finish. What did you think? Yeah. So I was out of town on Sunday and got to watch like the last like 60 laps and thought it was phenomenal. Went back and watched the race on Monday. What a fantastic race uh, just overall. So I think that I feel like I, I still am going to stand by. We need a break between Daytona and Atlanta to start the season. It's too close of racing the same, but when Atlanta produces like that, it's hard to argue anything. Just a phenomenal race, and it was great. I had outrights on Ryan Blaney and Kyle Busch, so happy for Suarez as a fan. My bankroll would have definitely rather had Ryan Blaney or Kyle Busch win that race. I had like four top manufacturer bets, and you know it was just yeah. it was so close to being okay of a weekend. Same. And uh, <laughs> yeah, but Daniel Suarez, I'm, I'm pumped for him. I, I like Trackhouse. I really love what Trackhouse is doing for the sport of NASCAR in general. They have like this area set up in between their haulers. They bring in a bunch of people. They're just introducing fans to the sport that weren't fans of the sport five years ago. So I love what Trackhouse is doing. Like Pitbull brought Daniel Suarez up on stage to celebrate yeah. his win. It's just awesome that like that 
kind of stuff is happening with Trackhouse Racing. So awesome race. Super pumped. I'm glad that, you know, it wasn't kind of a downer like the truck and man, the Xfinity race was awful. So I'm really glad that we got one good race out of the weekend and it was phenomenal. Yeah, no, it was absolutely a fantastic race. I was like you just a small, tiny loser in this one. I don't know if you're a winner or loser, but it doesn't really matter. It was basically break even for me, but it was so close to a big day. I had like five or six of the drivers sitting there in the top eight or 10 or 12 on uh, that final restart. And it just didn't work out, of course. And that's how it goes. That's super speedway racing. Anybody can win at these pack races. And Daniel Suarez, second career win, almost essentially locking himself into the playoffs. But the way this year's going, we may get more than 16 winners. You never know. So definitely a great race. And to me, it was the best race of the next gen era so far, right up there with Kansas one from last year. But this week, we're not at Kansas. We're at Kansas's, we'll call it sister track, Las Vegas Motor Speedway. They're not really sister tracks, but they are the two that at least per correlation data have the highest correlation among any two tracks in all of NASCAR. And we look at things like average running position, driver rating, green flag speed. Uh, So Las Vegas Motor Speedway is where we're at this week is a one and a half mile classic intermediate. And it's starting to get a little bit towards the medium high, a little towards the high tire wear side of things. So we really like that. We have a new right side tire this weekend as well. So Stevie, talk about racing at Las Vegas. Usually it produces good racing, especially with the next gen car. The next gen car is kind of built for intermediate tracks. And I hate to say that, but that's what it's been built for. And we've seen phenomenal racing on these intermediate tracks. And this is not going to be any different. Little concern about the right side tire. You know, anytime that we go to a track that's had a lot of right side tire issues with the next gen car, you're a little concerned that they're bringing a new tire right after we get some data with the old right tire. And then we have a new Ford body, a new Toyota body that we're going to really get to see for the first time on intermediate this weekend. So a lot of stuff coming into the weekend, but I mean, if it's your first NASCAR season, you know, maybe you're a fan of Netflix and you saw the show and like, you're getting into the sport here and you know, you found us. Well, welcome. Thank you for listening. We appreciate it. But this racing is going to be completely different from what you saw the first two weeks. Like this is not going to be the same type of racing. Strong cars are going to go to the front and cars are going to stall out. And the tire wear helps a little bit. You know, we'll see some drivers at long run speed. That's going to make a huge difference later in the race or if we get some long green flag runs here in Vegas. So I like Vegas. It's always one of my favorite intermediates. I'm glad it's front end of the schedule, back end of the schedule kind of racetrack. But I think the racing is going to be good this weekend. Yeah, I think it's going to be a great race. Like you said, these cars were built for intermediate tracks, this next-gen car, and it's next-gen cars pretty much produce great racing at almost every single mile-and-a-half track we have been to. As you mentioned, it's not going to be the same style of racing as Daytona or Atlanta, and that's because we aren't running the more restrictive horsepower rules package here and a little bit different arrow setup as well. So we will see separation of speeds between the good cars and the not as good cars. You mentioned a little bit the changes to the bodies of the Ford and the Toyota. Chevy doesn't have any changes. So I guess it's a little bit speculative on how Ford or Toyota may perform at Las Vegas here. I do want to remind you all that last year, in Vegas one, Ford was slow. Ford was very slow. The fastest car 
in my flags metric, my track position adjusted flags metric, which stands for field level adjusted green speed. It's basically a true speed metric that I've created. The fastest one was Kevin Harvick in 12th position. Everybody ahead of Kevin Harvick was either a Toyota or a Chevy. So there could be a lot of gains to be made from Ford from last year. And even if we look at Vegas 2, Brad Keselowski had a top five car at Vegas 2 last year. Ryan Blaney had a top 10 car at Vegas 2 last year. Both of those were Fords. So Ford definitely showed some improvement, but they were not cream of the crop at Vegas last year. What do we think of Ford and Toyota this year with the body changes at Vegas? So everything that we've heard, right, is Ford is supposed to be stronger on intermediates and shorts and lose a little bit on drafting tracks. That's what everything that has been said with this new Dark Horse Mustang. So we look back at Vegas, too, and I mean, two of the fastest four cars were Keselowski and Blaney. So maybe they have something to build off of. Like you said, they were awful the first Las Vegas race. So we saw Blaney really fast at Charlotte, and that's kind of when it like started to click for Fords. Keselowski had some stuff click. Busher had some stuff click. So, I mean, maybe Fords have more speed, but, I mean, everything that we saw in testing and everything that we've read is, like, this year is Toyota's year. And mm-hmm. so you hear it multiple podcasts. You hear it from multiple drivers, and that's kind of where my mindset is. I want to be on it early, and I feel like Toyota is going to be the team to beat, but the other thing that we have to think about this like whole scenario is this is the first time we're seeing these cars. This is the first time like Toyota and Ford are racing in packs and like doing with their with these cars. Like, are we just gonna see like Larson, Byron, Kyle Bush, like Chevy just dominate this race because Toyota and Ford are struggling? And we yeah. saw this with the next gen car in twenty twenty two. It took Toyota almost a half a season to get stuff right. So Little concerned, but everything that I've read definitely favors Toyotas this weekend. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think based off of the the rumblings out there, I think Toyota is going to have a solid improvement. So we talked about how this racing style is a little bit different from Daytona, from Atlanta. How does that change our handicapping style of Las Vegas and how are we approaching handicapping for this race? Yeah, I mean, you and I were talking about this pre-podcast, and I'm just, I'm going to be overweight on Toyota before qualifying, and then adjust if I need to, and maybe not add anything after qualifying, you know? So, I think I've made like 11 or 12 bets already, and it's very Toyota-based, very Toyota-based. There's a few like Ford and like top Ford and top Chevy bets that I like, but very Toyota-heavy. And I'm either going to be right or wrong. I, I feel like that's how I'm going to approach this weekend. And it's either going to be a really good week or a bad week. And I mean, that's, you know, we're, we're gambling here with the best knowledge that we have. And I think the best knowledge points me to being on Toyota before practicing qualifying. And, you know, you and I are going to talk a lot when we're breaking down our picks about being on stuff before practice and qualifying. Practice is going to tell us a ton this week. It's going to tell us a lot. Like, yeah. you know, you could sit back and wait and see how practice goes and, you know, adjust and bet off of practice because it's going to tell us a lot this week. Yeah. Oh, practice is going to tell us a ton, especially long run speed. And I think that for me is going to be a key to handicapping this as well after practice and qualifying. Look at long run speed. If you're new to betting NASCAR, as Stevie mentioned, welcome. But some of the things we're going to look at, you're going to see things like, the driver's fastest practice lap, but that's just one lap. You want to look at the longer run. What is their fastest 10 consecutive laps, 15, 20, but also not only do you want to look at those times, the fastest 10, 15 or 20, you want to look at how that changes from the 10 to the 15 to 20 are certain guys, you know, maybe sitting there like 
eighth in 10 lap, but then sixth in 15 lap and then third in 20 lap. It shows you they're not losing as much over the long run compared to their competitors. So they may actually have the best longest run car on the flip side. There will be some cars that are really good on the short run, and they may be an interesting gamble if we get a yellow flag you know, late and a potentially a live betting opportunity, that kind of thing. So it is going to be definitely different on how we're handicapping, how we're betting Las Vegas from the first two seasons, first two races of the season. So with that said, it is time to dive into our Las Vegas bets. As always, we're going to take you for a lap around Las Vegas Motor Speedway. That's four turns, one pick from Stevie, one pick from me per turn before we drive into victory lane. So it's time to wave the green flag on the Pennzoil 400 and dive into turn one. This is Ryan Blaney, and we're running hops. Okay, Stevie, green flag's out. What do you got for us in turn one? Yeah, I'm going to start the week off with, you know, anybody that's like a, a full-time listener already knows, top 10 bets are something that I absolutely love early in the week. And Eric Jones plus 200. I was able to grab this at plus 230 last night when I was doing the prep for the podcast. I like this to about 175, I think 170 in that range. I think after practice, if he's fast at it closer to like 150. So I think getting it around 200 is a good number. I mean, he's back in the Toyota camp. Legacy Motor Club made the switch this offseason. We expect it to be like a tier one switch from like a tier two-ish, three-ish from Chevy. And Eric Jones is a fantastic driver. Very underrated. When he was with Toyota here from 2017 to 2020, he was really strong at these high-speed intermediate tracks. If he has speed in practice, it's going to move this line. I want to jump on this one early. Eric Jones is someone that we're probably going to talk about a lot on the podcast this year. So just getting it out of the way right here on our first intermediate Yep, you know me. I'm a I'm a Eric Jones fan as well. I love his talent. He loves upside. The move to Toyota. They are kind of getting tier one treatment from Toyota. They don't have the the same Gibbs Alliance as 2311 has. But that said, they're still going to be at worst the third most paid attention to Toyota team, whereas they were much further down the pecking order at Chevrolet. So Stevie's turn one pick, Eric Jones, top ten plus two hundred. It was funny when you were saying you bet it down to something. I, in my mind, I was like plus 175, and then you said plus 175. So if you're watching on, on the YouTube version, you saw me smile there. That's what I was doing. But for my turn one pick, I'm also going to go to a top 10 bet. I'm a guy. Go to a guy who's been really consistent here in the next gen era. That's Alex Bowman for a top 10 at even money. You mentioned you're going to be pretty heavy on Toyota. I like Toyota, but I also like Chevy here because Chevy has been great here. Alex Bowman has finishes a first third and then last year he had a wreck while he was running ninth so this is a very solid uh track for alex bowman overall if we look last year at the first vegas race alex bowman was third in flags which is again that track position adjusted flags metric that i have behind only his teammates kyle larson and william byron so even if there's improvement from the toyotas and or the fords he's got a long way to fall out of that top 10 in terms of speed so for me, this is just a great spot for Alex Bowman. He's been a guy who's always run inside the top 10 here in the next gen era. So at even money, I, I mean, I think he should be favored to finish inside the top 10. So I'll gladly take him at even money. Yeah, had a lot of speed here last year, like you mentioned, and got into the wall, hit the wall really hard late in that race. So yeah, I mean, I like Alex Bowman, really consistent speed overall when it came to the high speed intermediates last season, you know, Vegas, Kansas. I like to throw Texas and Charlotte in there just because yep. 
their faster high speed, you know, 1.5s. And he just had speed at all those racetracks. Bowman's pricing is going to be in our favor to start the season because he kind of had a down year after the injury last year. So I think jumping on Alex Bowman, you're getting a Hendrick car at plus money. You know, like you said, I, I think you could bet this one to like minus 120 and feel pretty good about it. Yeah, I would agree with that. So Stevie and I on a pair of top 10 picks in turn one. That means we got to drive into turn two. I'm Denny Hamlin, and this is turn two here on Running Hot. All right, turn two, Stevie. Are you going a different direction from a, a top 10 bet here? I see. Yeah, you know, you're coming over to the dark side. I, I see you getting some more top 10 bets in here early in the week. <laughs> so appreciate you coming over to the dark side. But this is one that we bet this a lot last year. We talked about this a lot. I'm going to go to the race winning manufacturer here at Toyota plus 170. I think Chevy's the favorite to win this race, but my model is showing Toyota as the most value when it's coming from a betting perspective. So this is a new body Toyota. We talked about it a lot here just a few minutes ago, but Hamlick, Reddick, and Bell ranked inside the top five in raw speed on higher speed intermediates last season. Wallace and Truex are right behind them. So they had five Toyotas inside the top 10 in speed last season on these intermediate tracks. And now we're adding like very capable Ty Gibbs, who we're going to talk about a, a lot on the show here in a little bit. And now we're adding Eric Jones, John Hunter. John Hunter is fantastic on this type of racetrack. So we're adding, I mean, I think that like looking at the Toyota from the outside, looking in their whole camp, I could see any of these eight drivers winning this race because mm-hmm. I think that all eight of these guys have that upside and that potential. So getting them at plus 170 is a nice little value compared to, I think Chevy was like plus 140. The last time I checked. So just my model showing more value here with Toyota. Yeah, interesting stuff. I mean, you're even mentioning John Hunter Nemechek. You could see him winning this race in some way, shape, or form. He is 150 to 1 at Bet MGM. So if you like a little long shot sprinkle, don't hate a little JHN at 150 to 1. But instead, you could just do what Stevie's doing bet the whole manufacturer, Toyota. At plus 170 for my turn to pick. I am going back to the top 10. Well, Stevie, uh, you mentioned it coming over the dark side a little bit. I'm going to take Michael McDowell for a top 10 at plus 300. Now, this might sound crazy, but Michael McDowell, you know, he has finished inside the top 20 in flags, track position adjusted flags at both Vegas races last year. 19th at one, 18th in the other. And with this new improvement, that that was last year before they had this new improvement to a tier one Ford team, a Penske Alliance where they're getting Penske help with setups, with strategy, with crew chiefs, with pit crews, all that stuff. That is going to improve that team greatly. Will it kick in immediately? How soon? I don't know, but they sure look darn good. Both Michael McDowell and Todd Gillen looked like they were getting tier one treatment at these two super speedway races. So I think this is, uh, you know, I mean, Todd Gillen's led the most laps in NASCAR this year. So I think this is uh, a spot where if we're getting a guy who was already running inside the top 20 at this track last year, and now they have an improvement I'm going to look to take him for a top 10 at three to one. I would take him for a top 10 to three to one last year, knowing the fact that he's around 18th in speed. So at three to one, but 18th in speed and in an equipment improvement, I think I got to roll with Michael McDowell for a top 10. Yeah, we already witnessed the speed difference from front row in the first two races this season. And like, okay, it's Daytona and Atlanta. Speed still is a difference maker. And, and like, 
Michael McDowell started second and first in just raw speed qualifying. Like you go out and you're shifting gears and it's raw speed. And I mean, it's just one of those things where I think I'm with you on Michael McDowell. Your next turn pick is something that I already bet. So I'm probably not going to add his top 10, but I do like McDowell here. Yeah, so Michael McDowell, top 10, 3-1. to one. Race-winning manufacturer, Toyota Plus 170, are Stevie and I turn two bets before we get to turn three i want to remind everyone running hot is proudly presented by bet mgm use bonus code action when signing up to get 158 dollars in bonus bets when you bet five dollars for new users in arizona colorado illinois indiana iowa kentucky louisiana maryland massachusetts michigan new jersey ohio pennsylvania tennessee virginia west virginia and wyoming terms and conditions apply must be 21 or older gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER Okay, two turns down, two turns to go. Time to drive into turn three. I'm Austin Dillon, driver the number three, and this is turn three here on Running Hot. Turn three, Stevie, what do you got for us here? It looks like we're going to the winner circle. Not victory lane yet, but we're looking at some winner's bets. Yeah, I got Christopher Bell at plus 1,000, so 10 to 1 here. I threw a half a unit on this. I do want to see how practice and qualifying is going to kind of shake out before I'm putting like full units down on outrights. But this is one that if I do like Bell after practice, I might add like another half unit on his outright. But Mm -hmm. I mean, I think Larson's the favorite. I don't want to like, I know we've been talking about Toyota's a lot, but I think that Toyota's new body hopefully makes a huge difference here. And we see Toyota just come out stronger. And I want to jump on this early. Like I was talking about Bell ranked first in speed at two of the four Vegas races with this next gen car. Last fall, he ranked first in speed on his way to a second-place finish. He ranked fifth overall on high-speed intermediates last season. He's hit or miss. Like he, He's either like top two or three in speed, or he's like sixth to eighth. So mm-hmm. you just kind of hope that you get one of those Christopher Bell like, top three weeks. I'm really high on Christopher Bell this season. He's like my – I wouldn't go necessarily like my William Byron of last season, but Bell is someone right. I'm going to be talking about a lot this year. Yeah, and you remember that race last year. He almost won that race. Just couldn't quite pull off – the win at the end there, but you mentioned he's either top two or three or like six to eighths. And that was exactly last year in flags. He was top two or three in the second Vegas race. And in the first Vegas race, he was eighth in flags. So you absolutely nailed it there on Christopher Bell, that analysis for my turn three pick. I'm going to go inside that top Ford camp. That way I avoid the Chevys. I avoid the uncertainty with the Toyota nose and I avoid the uncertainty with the Ford body change as well. I'm going to go Michael McDowell again, but this time to finish as the top Ford driver, you can get that at 20 to one. I like this so much that I've put a half unit on it instead of, you know, like a quarter or a third of a unit, something like that. I've put a half unit on this because I like this a lot. I mentioned how he was inside the top 20 in flags, both Vegas races last year. Well, if we look at each individual race, the first race, that was the race where Ford really struggled. McDowell had a flags of 0.493. 0.5 would be like you're in the 50th percentile of all the healthy cars adjusted for track position and strategy and all that stuff. So he was just below like the average car in that race. Whereas the top Ford in that race by uh, flags, not by finishing position, but by flags was Kevin Harvick with a 0.600. So 60th percentile, almost exactly, which ranked 12th of all of the Fords. So I mentioned the 11 other drivers all faster than Harvick were either Toyota's or Chevy's. Well, 
That difference of 0.6 to 0.493, which was, again, rank 12 to rank 19, is not very big. That's like one caution can jumble up that whole little section there, and and McDowell easily could have finished top forward. And in fact, the top forward finisher in that race was Austin Sindrick, who had a flags ranked 20th, one spot worse than Michael McDowell. And so Austin Sindrick in that race, uh, actually was 21st in flags, my apologies, uh, was 0.473. So even slower, like I said, than Michael McDowell, and he ended up finishing as a top forward. Guess what? There was a late race caution in that race. So that's all it takes for somebody to end up finishing as the top forward. But now we add in, of course, this tier one, this Penske Alliance, all that stuff. It could close the gap even more from McDowell to some of these top Ford type drivers, your Keselowski's, your Blaney's, your Lagana's of the world. Second Vegas race, Keselowski was top forward by flags while McDowell was 18th. And McDowell actually improved in, in that flags number from 19th to 18th and went from 0.493 in Vegas one to 0.515, so faster than the average car. So if they continue to improve, Ford Alliance, you know, tier one, Penske Alliance, I should say, I like Michael McDowell, top Ford 20 to one. Yeah, I bet this last night, I'm on this as well, not, you know, half a unit Nick over there, but I, I do... <laughs> I do like this one more of just we've already seen the huge difference in just raw speed from front row motorsports with Gillen and McDowell. And now we're adding a little bit more tire wear to Vegas this season. You know, we talked about it a lot last year, how Vegas is kind of getting more and more tire wear. I mean, the Fords were kind of off here at the start of the season last year. If they're off again with this new body and, you know, kind of test anything, I think it's anybody's game. And this is definitely one that I would bet pre-practice because if they do have speed in this front row cars, like this is going to jump way down. So this is definitely one that I think if you are on this one, you want to get on it early in the week. Yeah, I agree with that. Get on it early in the week. Get on it now before cars hit track. So three turns down. One turn to go. Let's drive into turn four. I'm Connor Daly, and this is turn four here on Running Hot. All right, final turn. Stevie, what do you got for us? Yeah, I'm going to go to BetMGM because they have the best line for this one, and it's Denny Hamlin at 10 to 1. You see this anywhere from 7 to 1 to 10 to 1, and BetMGM has everything at 10 to 1. My model is definitely showing value. I have Hamlin closer to like 8 to 1. So definitely want to jump on this one. Denny Hamlin is someone that is really strong at this type of racetrack. He always has been. He's quietly turned into a really good driver on high tire wear tracks as well. So adding high tire wear, already a top five, you know, type driver on high speed intermediates. I think he was top five in all six of the high speed intermediates last season and second overall behind Kyle Larson. And I've kind of already said, I think Kyle Larson's the favorite to win this race, but I don't like his number. I like Denny Hamlin at 10 to 1. I think that there's value in this number. I don't think we're going to get it better. He do, he struggles a little bit in qualifying, and I went back and I was looking at my notes from like years past, and his line still hasn't moved very much. You know, So I think that you could potentially wait, but if he is fast, you're not going to get 10 to 1 anymore. Yeah, I agree with that. And you mentioned Kyle Larson. The thing about Kyle Larson this week is he priced at like, you know, the four to four and a half range. And that's just absorbing so much of that win probability that it's lengthening everybody else. Last year, I think it was last year, it might have been two years ago when Kyle Larson, he he won at 
Auto Club. It was two years ago. He won at Auto Club. And then all of a sudden, everybody was like, oh, man, we got to bet him at, at Las Vegas. And uh, he, you know, he opened it six to one, got bet down to like five plus 475, something like that. It came out and stunk the joint up, relatively speaking, right? He was only around like a sixth, seventh place car, which is not what you want to be betting at, at five to one that short. Now he's even shorter. And yes, he's they've gotten, he, Hendrick, they have gotten better at this track type, but it's just too short right now, which is open up value on guys like Denny Hamlin, as you mentioned. I actually may end up taking this at 10 to one at BetMGM, but also just further down the board, especially at open. I hit a few drivers at open. Those lines aren't really available anymore. But the one driver whose line I did hit at open was 30 to one. He's now 28 to one. And this is my turn four pick. That's Ty Gibbs. You can still get him at 28 to one. I still like that. He did have a poor race one at Vegas last year. He had problems in Vegas two last year. But, you know, those are, we're talking small sample sizes with a driver that still was learning, getting up to speed in the next gen car. He has more than a full season under his belt in the next gen car now. And if we look at some of the other races similar to Las Vegas, he had some decent performances. He was third in stage one at the first Kansas race before some more problems. He finished inside the top 10 in both stages at Charlotte again before some things set him further back. Texas, he looked pretty strong a little bit before some issues. So it's just one of those things where he's had a lot of issues at this track, but he can also get it done at these track types. Look, we look at the Xfinity series. He has wins at Vegas, Charlotte, Michigan, which is a two-mile intermediate track, which races relatively similar enough to these uh, one-and-a-half-mile type tracks, and Kansas in the Xfinity Series. He's in another case, race at Kansas, where he led the most laps but ended up finishing third in the Xfinity Series. So it's not like he's bad at this track type. He's obviously a, a high-variance driver. You mentioned Christopher Bell could be like top three in speed or six to eight. Ty Gibbs is somebody who could be way up there in speed or like – way mid-pack in speed, but uh, I want to get it 30 to 1, 28 to 1 before we see that Toyota camp maybe look really good in practice, and this is just an investment in his upside. Ty Gibbs has just monstrous talent. Obviously, he's an Xfinity Series champion. He has a ton of wins in the Xfinity Series, and he's in the best, arguably the best equipment in the field. Yeah, so I got this at 30 to 1 as well last night and or yesterday. I got it yesterday at some point because I'm just on Ty Gibbs. I think that it's going to be a breakout season for him in general. And like you said, you look at how dominant this guy was in the Xfinity Series. And I get that Joe Gibbs racing in the Xfinity Series has dominant equipment, but he knows how to win. And if he has the speed to win, he's going to be someone running up front. We already saw it at the Clash. Ty Gibbs is here to play this year. And I think that this is not a number you're going to see very often this season once he gets rolling and once the season gets... It is night and day season just in general for him last year he learned a lot at the first half of the year and we saw him competing in the second half of the year and I think Ty Gibbs is someone we're going to be talking about a lot this year yeah I agree with that I think you know come end of this season let's put a pin in this one because uh, at Vegas too I would bet he's probably in that teens range I don't know if it'll be 13 or 18 but I would guess somewhere in that at that teens range come Vegas too. So Ty Gibbs is my turn four pick, 28 to one to win, turn four pick for Stevie Denny Hamlin, 10 to one to win. But speaking of winners, we got to drive into victory lane. We are three for four this year. Didn't get it done with Bubba Wallace last week, but I mean, hey, it's Atlanta. We aren't expecting to hit victory lane winners every single week, especially at a track like Atlanta. But Stevie, I think we're going back to the Ty Gibbs well here for our victory lane pick. 
Yeah, so for what it's worth, Bubble was there. Mm-hmm. He was there. He was right behind the the three. Like he he was there. So like even we after too, an early incident, yeah, we weren't too far off. Yeah. <laughs> so he got loose. I don't know who he would have pushed, but he got loose in that last corner. Maybe Blaney because he's buddies with Blaney. But yeah, we're going to Ty Gibbs top ten here at plus one thirty. I'm showing this as one of the best values on the entire betting market this week. I have this closer to like minus one twenty. I think that this is yeah. a really insane value you and i both had this written up on the sheet and we're like hey let's make this our victory lane because we don't always pick outrights for our victory lane we're trying to get you guys victory lane picks we want to celebrate wins and i think that this one has a really good chance to do that like you mentioned xfinity won at kansas vegas charlotte michigan kansas last season he had a, a really good speed and you know if you look at the type of speed that he had at kansas last year and the type of speed that like bubba and reddick and how fast hamlin was just a matter of time before Ty Gibbs is up there with those guys. So whether you want his outright or not, I think his top 10 bet is one of the best bets here early in the week. Yeah, I agree with that. It was easily my number one pick as well in turn one. So I was glad you were on that. Like I said, I bet his opener 30 to one, still like a 28 to one. We're just investing in a guy who's arguably in the best equipment in the field, JGR Toyota. And he's an Xfinity Series champion, a dominant Xfinity Series champion. So like you said, he'll figure it out sooner rather than later i want to be in on the sooner rather than the later so that is going to do it for us here on running hot thanks for listening to the penzoil 400 episode of running hot action network's motorsports betting podcast we'll be back this time next week as we talk bets for the shriners children's 500 at phoenix raceway on behalf of my co-host Stephen young thanks again for listening we'll see you back here next week on running hot from action network Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.